I'm going to tell you it is indeed an honor to be before God's people. We're not a whole lot today, but that's okay. Because the scripture didn't necessarily call for big crowds. He called for those with a willing heart. Christ did. <laughs> I am willing to preach the gospel. But more importantly, I'm willing to live the gospel. And because of that, I stand ready to preach the gospel. I had to test on one and for some reason it escaped me. But I'm going to get it right back in a minute. Hold the horses there. I'm turning pages. I'm turning pages. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Corinthians. Chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And for those who, and I say this repeatedly, and I'm going to say it until people get used to me saying it, and I don't have to say it anymore. Break out your Bibles, your pens, and your pads, and take some notes, and learn what you can learn, and go and dig in. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to start at verse, oh goodness, so much up in here. I guess I'm going to start at 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 45, uh, I'm sorry, verse chapter 15, verse 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Watch this. Now this I say, brethren, that the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, that which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, 
unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I'm going to jump back to verse 51 for a second. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, what we shall be changed. God bless you. I want to be for a subject. I just want to see Jesus. Amen. I just want to see Jesus. I said, I just want to see Jesus. You know, we just came through what we call the Thanksgiving season. And I will submit to you Thanksgiving, and I've said many times past, it should not be just a day for the Christian, but it should be a lifestyle celebration. It should be, in all things give thanks according to the word of God, for this is the word of God. In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so I see thanksgiving as not just a wonderful day when we sit around our fancy tables eating wonderful meals. And that's all well and good. But I want to take it away further. See, because I just want to see Jesus. And I know we're not embarking on that time when we look at the time that Jesus first came to earth. We're going to be celebrating here in just a matter of days. The Messiah having come from heaven and put on the clothes, uh, clothes of man, if I can use that term. All right. And he walked some 33 years on this earth and we're not going to go through all that today. Because I'm telling you right now, I just want to see Jesus. You can, he was crucified and then he died and then he rose again. <laughs> and now he sits on the right hand of the Father. I said, I just want to see Jesus. Yeah. He sits on the right hand of the Father interceding for us. When the devil accuses us, Jesus sitting there said, No, 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 that's not the way it is. But I began to read the scripture a little while ago. And it talked about how the first Adam was the earthy one. I'm going to put it right here, if you will, in color vernacular. You see, when God created Adam, God reached down on the dirt and formed, according to the scripture, Adam out of the dirt. He was earthy. When we die, our flesh returns to the earth. It becomes dust again. And so Adam, this earthy man, we walk in his likeness, physically speaking. We walk uh, 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 because God created us out of the dust of the earth. Somebody stand with me. Hmm. But now the second Adam came. The second Adam. Uh, he, he came because... He, he saw a reason that, that man had to be uh, reunited with the Father. And so he, he laid aside some of his attributes. And he came in his flesh. We discussed this briefly a moment ago. And he came in his flesh. The, the second Adam did. He came not of an earthy one, but he came of a spiritual one. And we also have this spiritual, if we are Christians, of the second Adam in our being. So we have a dual nature, if I could use that term. We have the earthly nature and we have the spirit nature. Hmm. 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 
Verse 49 says, and as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. <laughs> In other words, as we have taken on the earthy, we will take on the heavenly. But how are we going to take on the heavenly? How can we do this? Well, first of all, as it was said earlier, we've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. You've got to take off this sinful nature and put on the spiritual nature. You've got to lay aside that thing that holds you back from God. And this way you can put on the spiritual nature. Only when we do this can we begin to walk with Jesus and talk with him. But we've got to take off this I'll use this term recently, this earthly nature. In other words, this worldly man. We got to take him off and put on the robes of salvation. Put on the robe of holiness. That's something you don't hear every day. You get all offended. But I'm going to say it, holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see God. I read that in the scripture somewhere. It said, without holiness, no man shall see God. So we got to take off the earthly man, as it were, and put on holiness. Put on, let that redemption work through our system. Oh, my goodness. I think I'm preaching already. I haven't even gotten to the point I want to get to yet. Now, this I say, brother, verse 50. The flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Look at here. There's going to come a point in time when we're going to have to lay down this flesh. We call it death. Death in its true sense is a separation. In other words, our spirit man is going to leave this earthly man. He's going to take off and go, whether it be to eternal life or eternal damnation. Either way, the spirit man is going to leave this fleshly man, this earthly man. But then the writer of the text goes on to say, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. In other words, we're not going to all die. <laughs> Some of us, I just want to see Jesus. I'm going to be snatched up. <laughs> oh my goodness but we shall be changed look at verse 52 in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed how then shall we get in the glory because we're going to be changed He's going to come down. The trumpet's going to sound. He's going to come down on a cloud and he's going to snatch us up out of here. And I think we're mighty close to it where things are going in this world today. You better make sure you know Jesus. I just want to see him. I just want to see Jesus. I don't want to walk in this flesh too much longer. I want to see Jesus as he is. I know he's sitting on the right hand of the Father. And I want to see. Oh my goodness. I just want to see Jesus. I want to pull off this corruptible thing. I don't want to walk around in incorruption. I don't want to have to sit there every day and wait, make sure. I just, I don't want to be tempted for the rest of eternity with sin. I don't want to fight sin for the rest of all ever. I want to see Jesus. If I see Jesus, there is no corruption in heaven. And there is no sin in heaven. Oh my.
my goodness. I just want to see Jesus. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking about me right now. I know it's where it sounds, but I want you to see Jesus too. You got to make this thing personal. You got to make it personal. I, I, I know that someone's going to pull off this robe. It's like I want to pull off this robe of flesh. I want to see Jesus without all the flesh burning me down. I don't want to have to worry about the sin. I just want to see him. I just want to see him when he comes down the steps of the way. Oh, my goodness. I'm all worked up this morning, but I can't help it because I just want to see Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Mm, this corruptible must put on incorruption. That's verse 53. This thing that's going to die, it's going to not be bothering us anymore. I found out, oh, my goodness, that as we begin to age, some things in our bodies begin to change. <laughs> They didn't tell me that when I was a young boy what the things were going to change on you. But as I read the word of God, this body is corruptible. There are things that are going to change in it because it's dying. It's dying. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to maintain some of the quorum up here, but I can't help it. But I just want to see Jesus. But this corruptible must put on incorruptible. This thing that's going to decay has got to go away. And the thing that will not decay is going to have to stand forward. Oh my goodness. Well, watch this. Watch this. Verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the same. That is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death is followed up in victory. I'm going to say it like this. It's going to be probably improper grammar, but I'm going to say it like this. Death is going to have to die. (laughs) I said death is going to have to die. (laughs) My goodness. I said death is going to have to die. When I see Jesus, death will be dead. Because I'm going to be in his presence. I will not be separated from him. I'm going to be walking out in victory. All around the throne room. Come on, thank you. All around the throne room. He's going to set us up out of here. I just want to see Jesus. I want to see Jesus. All right. Oh, my goodness. Death. It's going to have to die. It will be swallowed up in victory. Mm, mm, mm. And victory is when we see Jesus. Somebody said years ago in the song, when I see Jesus, amen. Amen. When I see Jesus, amen. And I felt that word amen, it means so be. (laughs) When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, amen. Oh, my goodness. But look at here. Oh, my goodness. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, death. The writer poses the question. Where is thy sting? Oh, grave. Where is thy victory? I, 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 I got I to gotta digress for a minute. I, I, I need to make this verse real plain here. Oh, death. 
Where's your stand? You'll be called at Jesus for a period of time. His spirit left his body. There was a death that took place. And he spent about three days in the grave. But while he was there, he found a way. Now, there's a couple of words for this grave. I don't want to go through that right now. But he found himself in Hades. And he confronted our common enemy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He took a hold to him. And he said, and he set the captive free. That's one thing he did. But also, he snatched the keys to death, and the keys to the keys to hell, and the keys to grave uh, to the grave from the enemy. So that the enemy had no more authority and no more power. You see, keys represent authority and power. Uh, I carry the keys to this building. In other words, I have the authority to come here anytime I so choose. Satan no longer has the keys to death. He no longer has the keys to the grave. Oh my goodness, my stand with me. Yes, sir. Oh my goodness. I just want to see Jesus because I know he's still victory. I know when he snatched his thieves, he snatched my victory. Go ahead. Oh my goodness. We don't have to die in sin. We can walk around in victory. We can walk around whole. Oh death. Where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Now, watch this. Death held in the grave. He snatched those keys. Yeah, sir. We don't have to succumb to those things anymore. But watch this. On the third day, after his death, he got up. He rose out of the grave. <laughs> This is why the grave doesn't have any victory. It could not hold Jesus. That's right. The grave could not. They sealed it. That didn't do it a bit of good. The grave could not hold him. Therefore, Jesus has victory over death. Yes, Jesus has victory over hell and over the grave. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But I'll look at that one, the sting of death is sin. This is why it's so important that we repent of our sin and walk in holiness. Because sin brings about death. Go ahead. Sin Brings about death. So that if we're walking around in sin, we are doomed to die. Now when Christ comes, he's coming back for those of us who have laid aside sin. Those of us who choose not to walk in sin as a lifestyle, but who choose to walk in holiness. Alright. Hmm. What when you say when you say a lifestyle? Some have a habit of doing sin. Because it feels good, whatever that sin might be. Some have a habit of lying. Some have a habit of adulterating and fornicating. Uh, some have a habit of doing all kinds of evil. If the word of God calls it sin, then it's sin. But if you walk around in a lifestyle of sin, Christ is not going to snatch you up. Remember, this was written to the church at Corinth. The believers, the body of Christ. The sting of death is sin. But thanks be, to God, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, 
<laughs> no. Victory. Oh, my goodness. Victory. That means we've accomplished the mission. <laughs> that means that death can no longer hold us hostage. That means there's no place for us in the grave. See, because if you read back to the text we just read, we found out that those who have died in Christ will come up first. And these, we, we will draw alive and remain. <laughs> We're going to meet them in the air. That's another scripture I know, but it's the, the same thing. Christ is going to come back and snatch us up out of here. Thank you, Lord. And it could be tomorrow. It could be today. No man knows the day nor the hour. But one thing we do know is going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We've been saying this since I was a kid and before. But you know what? The more I look, the more I see, the more I hear, the closer the day is. I just want to see Jesus. I just want to see Jesus. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This is more encouraging than you can realize. It says, be my beloved, be ye steadfast. Keep on pushing. Keep on doing. Even when it look, I, I'm preaching to myself right now. Even when it does not look favorable to you, keep on pushing. Even when things keep on going awry, keep on pushing. I just want to see Jesus. So I got to keep on pushing. Be steadfast. Don't be moved by what you see. Keep on moving. Don't let these naysayers keep on coming at you. Be steadfast. Unmovable. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Just keep on moving. God sees you. And he's going to reward you for your labor in vain. It's, just not a good, it's not going to be in vain. Your labor is not going to be in vain. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. Yes, in the world, keep on doing the good work. Jeremiah got discouraged. He wanted to throw in a towel. He sat down there and said, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. They won't hear me. They won't come to your Lord. Uh, but after a while, he got a little bit of encouragement. He said, I can't stop preaching. I can't stop teaching. He said, the word of God is in me like fire. Shut up in my bone. Be steadfast. Yes, sir. Unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain yes, in the Lord. Keep on working. Yes, sir. Keep on pushing. Don't let them discourage you. And when you do this, this, this discourage, reach back like David had to do and encourage yourself. <laughs> encourage yourself in the Lord. Because God's got you. God's got you. I, I gotta read this verse one more time. I gotta read it one more time. Going back to verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed I just want to see Jesus God bless you